Hi again, everybody. This is Stuart Gandalf. Welcome to another ShishMed podcast, this time for 2015. We're happy to have you again in our ongoing series. Today, we're going to be interviewing Guy McClurkin. He's Chief Operating Officer for Spirit Health Group. And he's going to be talking today about uh, connecting the dots, a four-step model for, for full-circle patient engagement. Guy, tell us a little bit about, about your topic. Absolutely, and thanks for having me. Uh, this session is all about creating momentum and purpose around consumer and patient engagement uh, and really creating sustainable value out of the patient engagement effort. In marketing and, and uh, community engagement over the years, there's a lot of terms that are thrown around, and, and we, we all get a little confused and need to put some borders around what patient engagement is and ultimately to prove the return on investment of the effort. So uh, what we're trying to do is really to to offer some advice and some key focus areas that will will uh, provide some models for success, I think, in patient engagement and consumer engagement. Great, and I, you know, we talked a little bit offline prior to uh, the recording here, and we talked about patient experience versus patient engagement. And also, it's my experience people use these terms uh, not interchangeably, but they're related. But then patient engagement, I don't think there's a clear understanding of what patient engagement is. So maybe if you could give us a sense of the definition you used as you created your program, because I assume you had to have a pretty you know, common understanding of what it is we're talking about. So perhaps let our you know, listeners slash subscribers have a better understanding of your topic. Sure, absolutely. I, I think there is some confusion. I think one of the distinctions we make is really between consumer, a healthcare consumer that's out there floating around in the world, and a patient. Um, and the two are different. I think patient experience is, is much clearer in some terms because it ha- involves the, the delivery of healthcare from a healthcare provider or a system of care to a patient, in it, which in my definition is a patient who's already sort of crossed the border, has a direct healthcare need, a need for intervention between a health system and a, and a, and a person. But then once that individual episode of care is over, the person, while they still are a patient of the health system, really becomes back in the pool then of, of sort of healthcare consumers. And that's really the key, I think, that's been missing over the years is the ability to consistently engage a consumer as a patient and as a community member uh, for the long-term lifetime customer value to a healthcare system. So when we think about um, the patient experience versus uh, patient engagement, Really, the engagement is that ongoing process beyond the individual patient episode of care uh, with an individual consumer and, uh, and indeed groups of consumers. Perfect. Okay, that that's, was very clarifying. Uh, give me a, some examples because it sounds like what you're really trying to do is build loyalty for the long term and so that you're building a, a customer for life as opposed to an episodic patient. And I'm going to go a little bit off of the, the questions we had prepared in advance, but maybe give us some sense of some of the kinds of activities you think are common in healthcare, maybe one or two that, you know, you guys think that you guys uniquely did. You know, we, the, the topic that, that we're speaking on is really the four steps, and those steps are, are really pretty critical, I think, to the overall um, understanding of, of sort of the, the lifetime customer cycle, if you will. So we, we, we break them up into the four steps. They are consumer acquisition and then activation, meaning converting those consumers into patients, and then navigating patients, and then retaining them for a lifetime, uh, really for their lifetime customer value, as long as they stay in your community anyway. I think some of the the things that that we have done successfully is really to address um, 
the common denominator, which are who are the decision makers in any healthcare uh, niche or any healthcare market. There, there are groups that are the natural navigators, the natural decision makers. And if a, if a hospital or health system or even a health plan has limited resources to focus on a particular group, then you need to focus on the ones that can make decisions for themselves as well as for their families and sort of their, their halo of influence. And, and in our case, we, we focus on women, not focusing necessarily just on women-specific health issues such as obstetrics and, uh, and mammography and breast care and, and osteoporosis and the things that you would traditionally define as uh, women's health, but really focusing on women as a key channel for healthcare success. Um, and that's one of the things that we've done quite successfully over the years is really to position um, health information in a way that's palatable, not onerous or difficult to understand, and, and in a way that provides helpful, useful lifestyle information as well as health information, putting information right. in the hands of people who need it when they need it. Why is this issue timely, and why did this become a priority for you guys now, and why do you think it's a priority for other hospitals? Well, so I think the all healthcare businesses is dependent on the common denominator, which is a consumer. Uh, we can build the biggest buildings, invest in the, in the most expensive and, and uh, spectacular machinery and equipment, but without uh, patients, there is no business to be had, and there's no revenue to support the ongoing mission of the health system. So if, if you have to focus on one thing uh, and do it well to win competitively, you really need to have constant consumer relationships built, and uh, consumers equal patients and patients equal revenue. Patient experience is a big uh, sort of flag I like to help carry just from our point of view, from our sideline that we're working on. But, um, you know, yesterday I went to a Durham and I noticed in their this particular office building they had patient parking in the front near the door, whereas so many hospitals and so many offices have patient parking, you know, down the street on a corridor and the doctors all get to park in front. And I thought, what other business does that where they put the, you know, not necessarily specifically employees, but the people who work there ahead of the customer. I don't think of any other business where that happens, but that's so typical in healthcare, yet in this particular office building, the patients had the preferred spot. So I just thought that was interesting and maybe a, just a little bit of a um, uh, insight as to where healthcare is becoming. Is the, all these things matter, and you just mentioned the patient, and really essentially as a customer, people are thinking more like that. And so that actually inspired another article coming up for our blog but I think that's um, you guys are certainly on track with this being timely. Um, another question for you. Uh, the FDA recently announced that it was forming the first patient engagement committee. Can you tell me your thoughts on that? No, that's a great question. You, you, you did provide me with a couple of questions that you would ask uh, ahead of time. I had to look it up, uh, I'll be honest, uh, and I think that's the point. You can't mandate patient relationships. They're something you earn and you nurture over time. It's, it's doing what's right for the patient and ultimately uh, doing the right thing for your hospital or health system business. So while I'm, I'm thrilled that the FDA is, has organized a group to, to really focus on patient engagement as an effort, I, I really think it goes down to the individual community level. Um, I, I think it's wonderful that, that government agencies are focusing finally on, on, uh, on, on patients as people but I think ultimately it's, it's up to us to create and nurture those relationships. Uh, what takeaways do you want the audience to walk away with from your, your speech at Shishmed? 
Well, I do. I really would like uh, the the participants to one learn some replicable models, some some proven models for success, because there's certainly some out there, and it's a great opportunity, I think, to share some some areas for success. Um, the other thing I, I think that's important is that regardless of the complexities, every every hospital is different, every market is different. Um, there really are those four areas to focus on, and that is. What, what is the message? First of all, what channels exist already in your market? You don't need to create a new machine because people have been communicating with, with consumers and patients and customers in their markets forever. But what are the specific messages to the right groups of people at the right time to acquire new patients, activate consumers into patients, to navigate patients appropriately through their system of care? Um, and ultimately to, to retain their business by providing the best patient experience. So really breaking things down into those four areas and, and focusing, drilling down a bit on, on some, uh, some, some best models, some best practice models. Are there any other issues you think that are important that we should discuss today? Because this is certainly a broad topic. Anything else that you think particularly uh, excites you about this topic or that's relevant to our audience to get them double excited to come to see you? Well, I think the most important thing we can do is, is to do the right thing. And that sounds like really simple advice, but I think doing the right thing for patients, helping them understand and navigate their way through uh, a really complex healthcare market is really the right thing to do for our healthcare businesses. And so I think the application of a little common sense along the continuum of all the really difficult, complex things we do on a day-to-day -day basis is extremely important. Um, great. And, you know, another thing that just, I don't know if you recognize this and the, the, your choice of words, but you referred to a number of times our businesses. And, again, I think that's just more modern thinking, recognizing that as a hospital we still are in a, in a business and we still have customers. And the, uh, I think that the uh, philosophy in the past was that we are sort of the center of the universe and patients are just part of the assembly line and, you know, we're giving them good care, but... Um, I think that when we recognize that we're in a business as well, whether it's a profit or nonprofit hospital, I think it, you know, it just leads to uh, more modern thinking, really. You know what I mean? In other words, uh, better strategic solutions for the patient and really in the patient's best interest. You know, one point I, I would make in, in, in working with our hospital partners out there, I think the two of the really key uh, factors of, of healthcare system success and business is the power of the physician referral relationship. Obviously, we know that, that, that patients and, and consumers listen to their physicians, but increasingly consumer choice is more important, and that's where the overall ongoing engagement of consumers as, as customers and the patient experience really come into play because without those two key areas, um, your competitors will pounce and, and your business will, uh, can certainly falter. Uh, Guy, tell our audience where and when will you be speaking. I am uh, speaking during the concurrent sessions on Monday, October 12th at 1.30 p.m. in the customer experience track. Guy, I really hope to, uh, Lauren, uh, our business development for the hospital division manager and I are really excited about this particular topic. I hope to see it. And at the very least, I, either way, because I, um, I certainly will listen to the recording if I don't make it live, but um, I hope to actually watch you and see you doing your presentation. But in any event, I hope we find time to talk together because I'd love to talk to you more about this offline because I think it's really exciting, actually. I appreciate the opportunity and, and hope to see you in a couple weeks at, uh, at Shishmed. Okay, perfect. All right, well, uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Guy, you've been terrific as always, and uh, you've been a great uh, – we really have great speakers here. I think you were very clear and very helpful to our audience. As I mentioned, this kind of thing is – 
you know, over and above what we do with our firm in terms of attracting patients through, you know, internet advertising and branding, whatever, all the things we do, this part of it is really critical. You know, it's not just, maybe I'll leave one last thought, even though I'm wrapping up here, um, to our listeners is it's about the product. You know, I think most marketers get caught up in the promotional side. You know, what are we doing? What's the press release? What's the online ad? so forth. But before we do any of that, if we go back to the four P's of marketing, the product is the thing, right? So really, ultimately, what you're thinking about here, Guy, is the product. It's not just um, the the promotion. So uh, good job to you and your colleagues over there. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll see you at Shishman. Thanks and good luck. Thank you.